In a world that expects young people to spend all their time wasting time, how do we build a life that matters? How do we find what we are made to do and earn a living while doing it? Join me for a behind-the-scenes look as I document my journey of building a business from literally nothing. I'll be sharing what works, what doesn't, and what I am learning each step along the way, as well as interviewing others who are further along the path, both in life and in business. My name is Isaiah Malston, and this is The Worth Living Life. Good morning and welcome to The Worth Living Life. This is your host, Isaiah Malstead. Glad to have you back on this morning. Uh, today, I'm joined by my special guest and fellow Ziegler Youth Certified Trainer, Jace Kohler. Jace, how you doing? Doing good, man. Uh, excited to be here. Been looking forward to this all week. So glad we could finally get past the uh, technical difficulties and get, get rolling, my man. Yeah, glad I could have you on. So do you mind sharing a little bit about your backstory, kind of what you're currently doing and how you got to where you're at? Right. Yeah, for sure. Um, so my backstory, you know, I grew up in a super small town, a uh, little small town in the middle of Texas. Um, my small town revolved around, you know, football, baseball, like any small uh, southern town. And, and mm. so when I got into high school, my mother had actually gone down the FFA path through district office, area office, things like that. So mm. her knowledge of the organization kind of got me interested in it. Um, she told me it's something that I would enjoy, so I should just give it a shot. And sure enough, um, I got elected to one of my first ever public offices. And uh, after that, man, it was just a uh, snowball effect that led into the rest of, you know, what kind of got me here. Yeah. Um, throughout high school, uh, after I did my area office in that FFA, it's what we have here in Texas. I know some states do it differently. Um, but after I finished that, you know, I ran for state office uh, and actually faced some trials and, and didn't get elected. So hmm. um, that became, you know, one of the biggest controversies in my life, you know, and that was a, a moment where I had to decide, uh, you know, was I going to pick it up and continue on being a leader and find a new way uh, in the real world to be a leader? Or yeah. was I going to let that kind of define, you know, the rest of what my leadership journey would look like? Um, mm. And then after that, shortly after, like many people, uh, the Ziegler Youth Certification Program kind of found me. Uh, James mm -hmm. and Matt found me through there. They're um, pretty good then, at that. Right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah they, they, they never miss an opportunity for that. But um, they kind of found me. Took them a little bit of convincing, you know, after that year of not getting elected. You know, I, I took a year uh, to regroup, to grow a little bit, to uh, get some real world experience under my belt through college and stuff. And then uh, when, you know, James, James and them were still there when, when I needed them to be, got involved with the Ziegler program. And ever since then, it's been an uphill climb, man. Um, we've done that. I'll be on my, I've done one class where I got certified and then uh, I've gone back and reached and trained another group of cert of uh, Ziegler Youth Certification kids. So I've been through it myself and then went back to help train the other ones with James yeah. and Matt. And then actually here, uh, July 1st through the 3rd, um, I'll be in Dallas training this next group, Class 10, uh, the Ziegler cool. Youth Certification Class 10. I'll, I'll be in Dallas helping them get, get another group pushed through the program. So that's awesome. I'm excited for that, man. Uh, still yeah. in college here at Texas A&M College Station, enjoying that, taking that for what it's worth. But um, my, my journey's been cool, man. I'm excited to talk more about all that stuff. That's awesome. So how would you say, because oftentimes I think in, in our culture partly, but also as young people, it can be easy to think of leadership as a position. Um, what's your experience with that and how right. did that tie into your journey? Right. No, yeah. So um, it was interesting, and that's kind of one of the bigger topics that, you know, I, I was hoping we'd cover and talk about. Yeah. Uh, my, my early years in the FFA, you know, it, it took me a little bit to figure out that 
the leadership, the ideal of leadership was never about the platform or the jacket or whatever you wear. Um, none of that stuff is what made you a leader. It was how you conducted yourself, um, how you poured into other people, how you chose to invest in them individually. Um, now, I think once I figured that out, that leadership was not about, you know, yourself at all. Um, I think that's when I, I truly started to get viewed as a leader. So mm. I did take a little bit. I know my, my sophomore, junior years of high school, it was a big growing period for me to understand what it truly meant to um, have people that look up to you and, and follow you. Because for so long, I had been that kid who had heroes. Mm. Uh, and then to fill a role where other kids look at you and want to be you someday um, kind of slaps you uh, across the face in the terms of leadership. You kind of have to understand that you now set the example yeah. Um, so especially with organizations like uh, Ziggler and FFA and stuff like that, because um, I know some of our listeners will be have an FFA background, but some of them won't. So yeah. uh, I'm excited for both of those. I was always interested when it came to the Ziggler Youth, Youth Certification Program. Um, I was kind of excited to get out of the strict world of FFA and, and uh, interact and work with some kids who weren't, you know, from the same background as me, but still had the same passion for leadership. So, um, yeah. The one point that I kind of wanted to talk about when it comes to organizations like Ziegler and FFA to tie back into your question is I always looked at, you know, Texas FFA, FFA as a whole, Ziegler. I always looked at them as windows. And this mm. is a metaphor that you'll uh, you'll hear me use a little bit. It's new to me. I've done a little bit of thinking about it. And it's one that I've kind of wanted to go with. Yeah, um, I looked at Ziegler and Texas FFA as windows. You know, I looked at them and I thought through those things, <clears throat> I saw the person I wanted to be the you know goals I wanted to reach the achievements I wanted to have through those organizations I saw all the people that I wanted to impact and for so long I looked at it as a window through these things that's how I impact people that's how I'm a good leader that's how I create change is by looking mm -hmm. through these organizations to see the things that uh, I really want out of life and I think just here recently you know um in the last six to eight months, I've started looking at those organizations more like mirrors instead of windows, you know, mm. for, for the goals that you want to accomplish, the people that you want to uh, create an impact with. Um, don't look at those organizations as a window. You don't have to create that impact through them. Look in the mirror and that's where you'll see the true uh, the true catalyst for that impact, that change is, is right there staring back at you in the mirror. So everything you want to be through those organizations, you can look at and it's reflected back onto you. So that's what took me a while to learn was that, um, you know, all those organizations are cool ways to connect you to people. Uh, but if you aren't clear with yourself at the end of the day about the mm. things you want out of that, if you don't make purposeful, you know, intentional connections with people then and then it's all going to be in vain so it was cool for me and my leadership journey to finally understand that everything i kind of wanted out of this i i had to look into myself to find uh so that kind of answers that as far as you know how my view on, on leadership and especially leadership through organizations change was looking at it less of hey i need to do everything i need to do through this organization uh, and switching that and turning it more of, I need to be who I want to be to do all those things. And that'll yeah. allow me to have that impact. Yeah. Yeah. That's so true. So what would you say then? Because obviously we all go through a journey where we grow as people and grow as leaders. So what would you say for those who are listening, who look around and are maybe part of a peer group where they don't feel like they're a leader or maybe, you know, oftentimes you all get plagued to that self doubt of who am I to lead or who am I to make a difference in someone else's life? 
what advice would you offer to someone who wants to take that step forward and start leading? Right. I think one of the most important things, and, you know, I'm, I'm a guy of faith. I'm a college student of faith. I try to be the best I can. And in the Bible, it talks a little bit about, you know, I won't quote exact verses um, just for the sake of inclusiveness. But in, in the Bible, it talks about where you choose to plant seeds. Uh, and it says if you choose to plant seeds, you know, on a rocky hill, your crops aren't going to grow that well. Um, but if you choose to plant your seeds in rich soil, uh, that's where you're going to get the most production. And I feel that it's the same in leadership and life and everything you do. Um, if you choose to plant your seeds in places that you know are going to create return, you know, in rich soil in your friendships, uh, that was a big, big step for me because it was weird for the people of my hometown to see a kid branching away from sports and, and that typical, you know, path to go do this crazy FFA leadership, thing, <laughs> you know, strive to be a motivational speaker of all things, a facilitator. Mm. So um, I really had to start being careful where I chose to plant my seeds and who I chose to pay attention, you know, or I had to pay attention a little bit closer to the people who were planting seeds and me um, mm. for, for, for that metaphor. So when it comes to your time, your energy, your resources, you know, if you're not investing them, pouring into people who uh, are going to create a return for you, people who you want to see succeed. If you've got friends surrounded by you who are not nourishing your dreams or your, your ambitions, uh, then you're never going to grow as a person. You're never going to grow as a leader. So the biggest thing for me was, you know, when, when it comes to finding yourself in a group of people or in an environment in your life, um, you have to look at, are these people investing in me? And if I choose to invest in these people, is it ever going to get me anywhere? Um, mm -hmm. And I showed, I found that through the FFA, that was an awesome place for me to pour, pour, pour out energy and love and, and you know, and, and, and hope into those kids uh, because they all had dreams of their own. But yeah. um, there are some places where you can only plant so many seeds uh, and, and it's just not going to get you anywhere. And after a while, you start to see that and you have to choose whether you're going to continue to do that. Uh, or, or if you're going to really value the time and effort that you're afforded every day and start placing it uh, in better environments and people. Mm. Yeah, that's right on. I love it. So when you're looking at that, then as far as picking a peer group, what are some of the things that you look for um, around you? Like what, what were some of those actual, whether it was in an organization, you know, whether right. or Ziegler or in uh, friends you were picking, what were some of those, tangible things that you looked for that helped you to identify where those spots were that you wanted to plant the seeds? Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's an awesome question. I, I love that question because that's a question that almost requires experience. So mm. um, when it comes to, to podcast and, and video and audio messages like this, I hope people listen to them and, and take away things that they genuinely need to take away things that mm -hmm. they can pull from in their own life. So, um, this question is cool because this is something that it took me a while. And I mean, my first or second year into college to truly mm. figure out. Um, and that was that no matter how bad you want someone to be a part of their, of, of your life, um, if they're not, like I said, nurturing, you know, the better parts of you, if they don't bring out the best in you, uh, if they don't really care about your hopes, your dreams, your ambitions, if they're just kind of there because you're a physical presence in their life, um, that's something you really start needing to take attention to because uh, those are the kind of relationships that aren't progressive. And, and there are no, if you truly want to be a leader, you want to make a life out of leadership and love, 
there's no time. There shouldn't be any leftover time for people who are complacent, temporary in your life, you know. Um, it took me a while of having friendships uh, where I would do stuff and they would be like, oh, you know, that's kind of lame. That's kind of, they didn't understand it. So they weren't supportive of it. Um, yeah. But when we talk about the things that I, I now look for in people that I choose to pour into, uh, whether that be friends, you know, or whatever, work relationships, whatever else it is, I look at the people who, uh, who, who, who I can be open with, who I can trust who give me respect and then get, and I can give it back to them uh, confidently. But like through the Ziggler, I've, I've met a lot of kids who didn't have an FFA background, but they didn't treat me as any different as just a normal guy who had a, you know, passion for leadership. So even now, you know, some people think that once you make a friend who has the qualities that you were looking for, that person just stays your friend forever because they initially had those qualities that you were looking for. Um, but you do have to take a step back pretty often and reanalyze the people around you in your life and say, you know, are these people still pushing me to where I want to be? And not only that, am I pouring into these people the way they're pouring into me? You know, yeah. I think yeah. a lot of the times we get caught up in personal relationships thinking, uh, you know, whether that be friendships, you know, your more uh, intimate relationships, coworker relationships, whatever it is, thinking, well, what is this person pouring into me? What are they doing for me? Is this person still pushing me forward? You know, like, is this person still supporting me, nurturing me? Mm. Uh, and it takes some stepping back to really think like, am I doing the same for this person? Or yeah. do I just expect yeah. them to do that for me? So I found in my personal relationships in my life that the best outcomes have come from when I initiated the the pouring into, when I initiated the go out there and, and love as many people, you know, as you can. Uh, one of my favorite quotes is, uh, you know, you should just love everybody and let God judge them later. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's what I try to do, especially with my friends is just respect everybody treat everybody like they're a go getter with big dreams. Cause most of the time they are. Mm -hmm. um, and, and you'll be amazed that with, with the intentional love that you pour out with the intentional, you know, support that you give people, you'll be surprised how much of that comes back. So if you do have, you know, if I were to give a piece of advice, if you do have someone in your life that you don't feel like is progressing you anymore or, or, or feeding into you anymore, take a step back to ask if you're also doing those things, you know mm. what I mean? Because it's a double-edged sword. Uh, you yeah. got to give to get a little. So um, when I analyze my friendships, you know, the first thing I ask is, have I done all things necessary for this person to trust me, to respect me, to feel comfortable in my presence? Um, mm. Have I pushed this person? Have I fed and poured into them everything I have? And then at the end of the day, if I can answer yes to that question, then I get to judge whether they're playing the role I want them to play in my life. But until then, I'm not holding up my end of the bargain. So yeah. that's a good place to start. Yeah, that is so huge. For me, I had the same thing, you know, for a number of years, I was always kind of like, why don't I have any really close friends? Until so I took that step back and realized, you know, asked myself the question, okay, am I being a good friend first? Right, right, yeah. To actually absolutely. have that ability to judge if they're being right. a good friend. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, same yeah. thing, like, you know, you'll be sitting around sometimes, you're like, you know who I haven't heard of, you know, haven't heard from in a while? Uh, and then you'll get to thinking and you haven't heard from that person in three to six months. Uh, and then you're like, you know what, I guess they just ditched me, you know, they just abandoned me. And then you get to think about it. And you're like, 
when was the last time I checked on them? When was the last <laughs> time I, you know, you know, that person just went through an engagement, a new job, graduated college, and then you're worried about why haven't they given me a call, you know? Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah, that's definitely right. It just takes that stepping back, reflecting a little bit. Yeah, cool. Well, let's wrap it up here. We're running close on time. I know you got to run. You're heading over to the state convention today yeah, um, for yeah. the FFA. Um, so that's exciting. Do you have any wrapping up final thought, final little tidbit of advice different than what we've shared so far? Oh, uh, you know, as a closing message, number one, I just want to thank you for, for allow, affording me the few minutes that we had this evening. Uh, I would really hope that, you know, sometime we can make this happen again, just kind of yeah. you know, get back to some other stuff and yeah. cover a multitude of topics, you know? Um, yeah. So first I just want to thank you for affording me the time that, that we had here this evening. It's not too often that I get to do stuff like this. So I really enjoy like-minded people, um, you know, two like-minded people getting to talk mm. about a lot of different things. So yeah, um, it's my pleasure. Have, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I appreciate it. If I did have a closing message uh, for, for the people who are the awesome people who are going to give this a listen, um, I encourage y'all to keep listening to messages like this um, from my friend here. Uh, he puts out amazing content. He, he has a lot of people supporting him behind him. He's a big go getter, a big dream setter, the kind of guy you want in your life. So from me personally, um, I just hope everybody continues every day to reflect on the things they're doing in their life, continue just pouring and pouring into people. And I promise, promise, promise uh, that it'll create a good outcome for you. So thank you again for, for having me out here today. Uh, I look forward to seeing this go up. Look forward to seeing all the outpouring of love that I know you're going to get on, on, on all these videos and wish you the best moving forward, man. All right. Thank you, Jace. Really appreciate it. Yeah. Take care, brother. All right. Take care. We'll talk to you later. Later. Hey, thank you for tuning in to today's podcast. I truly appreciate it. If you enjoyed it, I would appreciate it if you would subscribe. If you'd like to connect, head on over to Instagram or Facebook. Remember, this life you are living is worth it. Until next time, this is your friend, Isaiah Molstead.